Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Joining us as he does every single week, it is Robbie Triano of SiriusXM. No takes today. Well, it's some takes, but not. it's not a take Tuesday. We're going to play a little game at the beginning about Big 12 contenders, and then we're going to give our mid-season awards here in the Big 12. So, exciting show coming up here today for you guys. You are Locked On Big 12. Your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today we are brought to you by our friends at Sweatblock. We'll let you guys know also to uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 2,500 right now, trying to get there by the end of October. So please subscribe to the channel. Make sure you guys tell your friends as well. Comment below. Uh, notifications, all those fun things. It really does help the channel. So if you guys can do simple things like just liking the videos, it does actually go very far away. All right, Robbie. So you did not know we're going to play this game. All right. You thought we were just doing awards. Mm -hmm. So here's the game. We're going to go to the big 12 standings. And I'm just going to say, is there a shot they're in the big 12? Is there a shot that they're in Arlington? Because really at this point, like we say, win the big 12, all you have to do is just make the title game. Right. I mean, I know it's a far way to go, but like if you're in the title game in this league, this season, you can win it. Right. Do you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So I have my, my standings here. They are. Okay. So I think um, let's just go through those first. I'm going to the first four together. TCU is a yes, I believe. Right. Uh, by, I think right now, if you say they're not the number one team in the conference, you're just kind of lying. They're the best team in the conference yeah. right now. Kansas State's at 3-0, and so I think we know they're also a yes. Uh, they're my pick to win the conference, so I would say yes. I think defensively they are an absolute beast, so give they me are. Kansas State as well. Um, this one's in, The first one that's somewhat interesting is Texas. Can I, can I see them in it? The answer, the answer 100% is yes, right? The answer is 100% yes. Um. The reason, I mean, like the reasons why they, they could, and I think some definitely could argue they may, might not or won't, is because um, I, I just realized this too. And we were talking about this this morning on the show I was working, the morning show of Big 12. Actually, that was Quinn Ewer's full, like first full game. I think it's the first game against the Iowa State game. Wow. They actually played wire to wire, which is interesting. So I think he came out in the first game of the year early, right? Because they were really putting it on ULL or, uh, or um, Louisiana Monroe. Um, and then he got injured against Alabama, right? And uh, he comes back against Oklahoma, and I think they take him out there in the fourth quarter of that game, right? Right, yeah. So, so the Iowa State game was actually the first full game. And, and, you know, they had to drive down the field at the end of the game to win it. So, like, I think there's no doubt. There is, if, if you question their ability to get there, you're crazy. They can definitely get there. It's just a matter of, like, there's there is some stuff that needs ironing out for them. Yeah, 100%. And I think – like that's why I think Iowa State too is like the feistiest team in this entire conference because Hunter Decker's looked very good for a lot of that game. Xavier Hutchinson would be the best wide receiver in every team in this league besides maybe Oklahoma and Texas. TCU. Oh uh, yeah, I would say yeah, that's a good point. Quinn Johnson is I would say the best <laughs> in the league right now. Uh, right. But they're a team that can just cause havoc and like Texas to me. I think offensively are going to be fine. They just played a team. I don't think they're going to play necessarily the rest of the year besides maybe Kansas state when it comes defensively, maybe Oklahoma state this weekend, which is going to be an awesome game. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think Texas is going to be just fine. And the thing I'm buying for the rest of the season and watching the connection between Quinn Ewers and Xavier worthy is awesome. 
it's like this rule. It's like, ah, blanket. He'll be down there. So then he'll chuck Mm -hmm. it. And that's just kind of what's happening. And I love what's happening there defensively. I think this league is kind of down defensively and Texas is kind of being one of the better teams. Agreed. So hundred percent. I think Texas not only has a chance to make it, but they have a chance to win if they get there, but uh, will they get there? Can we see Steve Sarkeesian go from five and seven to a big 12 conference title contender? Right now, yes, but I, I still need to see a little bit more. I, I to me, it's like there's almost two outcomes at this point: either they win the damn thing, or they they don't make the Big Twelve title game, right? Because like 100%. if they make it there, I mean that means that they've they've done a lot of the stuff that we've asked them to at that point, and you think they're rocking and rolling at that point. Like last uh, year, last year that yeah. game they would have lost against Iowa State, hundred yes. percent. Like their yeah. team was not composed or disciplined enough to make it and win a close game, and that was the issue we had with them earlier in the year against. Right. Texas Tech and Alabama. So, but they're, they're again, yeah, they started the, the things. They're so weird. They started to run the ball really well in that game and they still just couldn't put them away against Iowa State. It just, and look, like maybe Iowa State's just going to be the team. I mean, they're just, they're basically 2021 Nebraska, right? They've got four consecutive losses by a combined 14 points. That's a very, that's an amazing now. Yeah. That's really what it. they are now at this point. <laughs> and it, I mean, it's, well, it, a lot of its special teams, they had a weird fumble. Their best player dropped a ball that he doesn't normally drop. Like, um, it's Matt Campbell on the hot seat. Yeah, it's to be so frustrating because he's like, oh my God, guys, like just correcting foul. And really, it's not his fault. Like, I mean, if they executed a couple of things, if the team executed a couple of things, like they'd be, you know, they'd be what? I mean, you know, six and two. He's the cheesiest coach ever, sidebar Matt Campbell. But like he said, he's never been more proud of his team. Dude, you're 0 4 in the conference. You're 3 4. He (laughs) does not look proud of the moment of some of their their woes. I'm just calling that. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State. Um, yes, I think, yes. Right. We could definitely see them there. Yeah. I, I, I see them in there. I actually thought if they were going to beat TCU, I was putting them in pen in pen Ooh, for the it. title game. Uh, but they did not beat TCU. And I think a lot of it has to do with their offense after the first quarter was basically non-existent. They weren't aggressive. They were settling for field goals, which is awesome because their kicker has been perfect 10 for 10 this season, but that's a team offensively. I need to see them be a little bit more aggressive. They have the defense where you can win games in the offense where you can like definitely win games. Right. But this stretch here, I think is so important to them because if they walk away two and zero, put them in the title game because the rest of their season, I think is kind of a joke. They play Texas this weekend, which is going to be an incredible matchup at home. Then you go at Kansas state. Mm-hmm. That is if you can even walk away one and one, I still think you're a very, very – I think a two-loss team can definitely make the title. I think a two-loss team in the Big 12 can win the title. So that's where I have it. And after that, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, teams that I consider the bottom bottom of the league. Uh, so right now, like, I think Oklahoma State is definitely a Big 12 title team. I am less sure of them after that TCU game. But honestly, yeah. look, if you go to OT at TCU, like – but they should the have problem won that was game. They, sh- they shouldn't have been in the OT. They they need to finish. They, their offense second half was bad. Um, yeah. the, and you know every single time like you know TCU would kick a field goal, then Oklahoma State would kick a field goal, right? And so like, those opportunities where you could have put somebody away, they just didn't. They just didn't do it. I, I think the one thing Robbie is one hundred percent they could. They definitely could. Yep. They're banged up. They're very yes. banged up. That's and a question I have for you is can this team still go to the big 12 title game without Spencer Sanders? And my answer is no, no, <laughs> no, he is. I mean, he's, he is functional. Like he, I, look, 
I'm really glad they could put the offense on his shoulders this year. When you do that, much like Alabama, I mean, I know Alabama has, they had some success with Jalen Milrow, but like, let's be honest, when Alabama, if Alabama played Texas, the backup quarter, if Card went up against Milrow, right, Texas probably wins that game, right? I mean, you look at the end of that drive with Bryce Young, that was Bryce Young magic at the end of that game. Um, you know, I know Milrow came in, they beat Arkansas, whatever, but like, if they play elite level competition, they cannot do that. Oklahoma State's kind of the same way, right? They, they are a team that, because the thing about this league has been great, right? We've seen a lot of awesome backup quarterback play this year. We really have. Oklahoma, oh, ex- yeah. <laughs> excluding OU. We've, yeah, seen some really, we've seen some really awesome Willis, backup quarterback. Yes. Yeah, we have Braden Willis, not a quarterback. Um, and, and for them, I mean, you know, but like it makes sense, right? A guy's been starting for that long. Like you, you don't – and I'm, look, not saying they don't have talent behind it, but when you have the keys to the car for that long, like he's the guy, uh, you know – it's it's really challenging when you're banged up like they are. And I, and I know that it sucks because that's the thing is like you win that game against TCU, Robbie, and then you look back and you're, you're like, okay, we, we can spot a loss now. We can, you know, we, 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 if we split Kansas State and Texas, you know, we're in a really good position, right? Now you're in a spot where, mm, I mean, if you split them, sure, but here's the problem, Robbie. Those are two of the teams that are going to come down to at the end of the year, right? So if we're in a tiebreaker spot with TCU right now, who gets the nod? TCU. And then if you're going to spot one of Texas or Kansas State to win, now it gets much more difficult because those are two teams that we think at the end of the year, you know, are going to have going to be there in terms right. of uh. In ter- so you know, I think the big thing is big thing is this. If they beat Texas this weekend, just doing some of the math here, um, that's gigantic because it really it would really almost kind of knock out Texas in a way because Texas would then be essentially two games behind Oklahoma State, right? Because Oklahoma State would be uh, would have one conference loss, Texas would have two, and also Oklahoma State would have a tiebreaker, right? So at that point in time, you know you're you're almost the extra you're almost an extra game up because they would need to be a game better than you, so. I know it's still early on, but some of that math is coming into play because right now, every single week, we're actually getting back to back to back the contendership games, right? We're getting TCU, Oklahoma State. We're getting Oklahoma State, Texas. We're getting TCU, Kansas State. We're getting Oklahoma State, Kansas State, right? So all of those games that we need to kind of sort out the math are happening. Um, Kansas. I'm oh, sorry. Do you, want, do you want to do anything on what I, on anything I just said about like? Yeah, no. You bring up a good point. Like, who has the best road to the to the championship based on the remaining schedule? And like, that's why I say if Oklahoma State can just get one win in these next two weekends, I think they're fine because they have four games that they should win, or they will 100% be favored and, when it comes to to Vegas. And when it comes to like a team like Kansas State, they have Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor. Like, like I, I. I don't think Baylor, I'm going to spoil it. I don't think Baylor is going to be in the big 12 title game, but I don't think that's a team you want to like necessarily count out or be feisty. Like, and that's, I I think there's a lot of like for Texas, they have Oklahoma state, Kansas state, TCU. That is a brutal stretch of games an absolutely brutal stretch of games coming up for them. Um, So yeah, I think a lot of it has to go with the road that they have in front of them. And we want to beat our chest and how good the parody is in this league, but a team like Kansas that we're going to get to, I don't think they're yeah, as Kansas, magic- any shot here. They're two and two in the no. league, five and two overall. No, there's no world, right? The, is- and look, yeah. awesome success, but the, but it's like the physicality of a full conference schedule is clearly beginning to weigh on them, right? I mean, it's it is 
And look, maybe things are different if they, you know, because they were right in that TCU game. It's not like they weren't competitive in that game. They did only lose to Oklahoma by 10 points, but they're in a bad, bad way on defense. And they just don't have the depth yet, Robbie. They're just not, you know, um, it takes time to build depth at these at a program like Kansas. And they're not there yet, which is okay. It's it's okay that they're not there. They're still five and two. So not big, yeah. they're not going to the Big 12 title. Not going to happen. I don't see a planet where it happens, but still, like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, bad. and honestly, I think if Kansas loses every game, I don't think they will because I think they are just like that offense, even without Jalen Daniels, is enough to give every team a problem. But even if they just, like, went five wins only on the season, how can you tell me that's not a success for Kansas? Right. But, but yeah, defensively, they're by far the worst in the league, and every other team has a better defense and off. I just don't think they can keep up as good as that offense is with a backup quarterback. So Kansas is out. Yeah, they're out. But here's the thing. It's seven weeks in, or it's, it's seven games in and they're top five in the league right now. They, they are, they are a, not saying they're top five team, but like they are a fifth place team, right? They are. That's who they are. Yeah. All right. So here we go with the group of one, the teams that are one and two, actually they're all three and three overall West Virginia. Can you see them in the big 12 title? This might just be a spoiler alert. I don't think any other team can, to, can win. Can <laughs> so no, so no world where you see any of the remaining teams in a Big 12 championship game. No, no I, I don't see a team because right now I think in the beginning we saw how much parity there is in this league and there 100% is. But I think there's a gap now widening uh, between a lot of these teams. And like a major reason is like for me, a team that I would think be on that fringe to maybe compete for those top four is Baylor. And I think they have so many problems right now. There is no way I can say that they can compete with these teams for a big 12 title game, Texas tech, amazing story. Baron Morton. Awesome. I don't think they have the talent to compete with them. Oklahoma. I mean, that, that is Swiss cheese defense on their Mm, point. I can't do that. Iowa state. I think mathematically, I don't think has a shot at all. So I don't think a four loss team, even if they went undefeated could make it. So for right now, I, I really do think it's a four-team race right now, and the rest of the teams, I think, are just here to be very, very feisty and destroy the top four teams' chances. Yeah, ba- I mean, Baylor has got too many problems, and we'll see what happens to them at quarterback this week. You know, with Kyron Jones, we'll see if it's Henry Blake Shapin, obviously. West Virginia, their defense is not good enough. Texas Tech, you, you can see it right here on the, on, on the screen with your splits. If you're not, if you're listening to the audio, we have, this, we have the standings pulled up. I mean, you know, they've allowed 112 points in conference games. They're 3-0 and at home. They're 0-3 on the road, and they've got a bunch of quarterback injuries. Uh, I mean, like all three of their quarterbacks have some kind of injury right now that they're dealing with, which is sad because they have three very good quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's that top four. So you agree with me. You think it's just those yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, 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 I am actually 100% with you. There's, there is no planet in which I could see. What team do you think has the best chance of – making us wrong i think the best team out of that group here's the, it's really funny i think the best team the team i like the most out of that group is texas tech now yeah, their defense i actually kind of agree with that their defense really sucks yeah. um you know they but they're, they're they're pretty close in basically every single game they play right that's one thing about them it, it just they're they're not there yet on the road and look like you know if they were having to they don't take care of the football they don't they don't force a lot of turnovers but they're in all these games because they've got a lot of, they've got really good quarter. Like they have at times very good quarterback play, right? Um, they, they've got guys that can go off. Uh, you know, we even saw Baron Morton. So I, I would say that's the team I, I like the most there. It sh- I mean, 
we should be saying Baylor, but we're not, right? I think that's the thing about Baylor is just like yeah. what we have, what we saw on Thursday night, man. I mean, I, I know what I'm getting from Texas Tech, right? I know what I'm, I kind of know what I'm getting. They, they they can score with anybody, and they're going to need to force a couple more turnovers to win games. They have not done that yet. Yeah, Baylor. What the hell am I going to get in the week? I'll, I'll, I'm going to hit on them in our awards because okay. that's the team that has made me very wrong. All right. So um, let us get to the awards. But first, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Sweatblock. They are back, people. They are back uh, to help you out. We all had those embarrassing moments where we're, you know, we're perspiring too much. Uh, Robbie, I have that in the studio all the time whenever I have to walk on a summer day in pants. To go to our Sirius XM studios, it's always horrible. I'm sure we all have uh, we've all been there before. Sweatblock is here to help you guys with that right now. You guys can save 20% at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on. Once again, promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. All right. Um, we are gonna do some mid-season awards, just pretty simple stuff, Robbie. I, I sent you a text. I just said, All right, let's go with you know, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. Uh, biggest surprise and then or coach of the year, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. So your offensive player of the year so far in the big 12 is who Max Duggan. I don't think there's much of a debate on this. Hmm. He is a part of the best offense in the league currently leads the league in touchdowns, passing touchdowns with 16. I think what he can do with his legs is just been not like stat wise, the best, but is a part of like, he can do some damage on that. Um, and I just think he's really dominating right now. Stats-wise, I think who would win the stat category is Bijan Robinson in this league, but I do not have him for that. Bijan has just been incredible, 780 yards, 10 touchdowns. But when it comes to the offensive player who's made the biggest difference in their team's success, I think if Chandler Morris was the quarterback at TCU, they would not be undefeated, and then they would not have this level of success. So for me, I have Max Duggan right now currently as the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. I think it's a very good shout. I, I think for the way that he has played, and look, honestly, we should kind of discount that Colorado game because he didn't really play in it, right? So if you're really if you're prorating kind of what he's been doing numbers wise, you kind of just make it for really five point five games. He has been on a massive tear: sixteen touchdowns to just one interception. Um, I, I know they won the game, and he's been—I mean, he's been really, really efficient. And they won the game. I would not say it's run. I would not say it's runaway. I, I do think Spencer Sanders has a very good case because, um, you know, I think about it like this: like he means so much to that offense, right? I mean, Max Duggan is the back quarterback. Like we, we, I, we don't know this for sure, but if Spencer Sanders goes down, right, I, it's it's not going to be pretty. And they and they do so much with him also running the football as well. He's been really important. So I think it's a combination between those two. I think Max Duggan gets the nod right now, but I don't think it's a runaway. I wouldn't say it's a runaway. I would not say it's a runaway. Just because. And look, here's the thing, Robbie. If if they get a couple more stops, one or two stops, maybe you and I are having a. Are we having a different conversation? Do you think, or or would you still go with Max Duggan despite the result in that game? And I mean, I know it's part of it, but like you know, let's say let's say Kendrick Miller fumbles in the one, and Oklahoma State picks it up, wins the game. Right. Who are who? You know, who are we talking about? I still think it would be Max Duggan for okay. me. I, I think okay. what that offense has done is incredible. And obviously Spencer Sanders is part of the other best offense in the big 12. So like he gets credit as well. Um, but yeah, I think this award is actually 
not as open as I thought it would be. Like other mm. years, all right, Kyler Murray, all right, Jalen Hurts, all right, Brees Hall. Now I feel like it's a lot more tight. If people had to vote, though, based on the stats, I think it would 100% be John Robinson. 780 rushing yards, about 100 more than number two in the league, which is Eric Gray. 10 rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's just been like, I wouldn't say he's having a quiet year because everyone will say, yes, Bijan Robinson's one of the best running backs in college football. But I think like he's just like putting up a hundred plus yards every right. single game. It's just consistent. Like he's been consistently amazing for them. Uh, but for me, Max Duggan, I think hands down and like statistically, he is currently fourth in the league in passing yards, which is not great. But you look at number one, it's Hunter Deckers. I would not consider Hunter Deckers to be like best offensive. Well, remember last year, I mean, it was it was Jared Dagey, right? So like this, yeah. the, the, you know, you have to be careful with those numbers because, like you like you're saying, they yeah. can be really misleading with that. So this award, it's either a reward of stats, a reward of how good your team is, and you were the best player on that right. uh, offensively. So I'm going to go with the latter. I'm going Max Duggan. Um, I would say, you know, I think Deuce and the end of the year going to be in this conversation. I think the problem is now his touchdowns are being vultured, right? Uh, yeah. They have they their 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 red zone running back is Adrian Martinez. That, that's who the red zone running back is for for uh, Kansas State, and that's kind of manifested itself. The number of rushing touchdowns he's got, he's got nine on the year, right? So um, that's kind of taking away from Deuce. So it feels like the only real running back to be yeah. in this conversation at the end is Bijan. And look, if they if they go to the championship game, I mean, there's a really good chance that he does win it because he's been awesome. Yeah, uh, and you talked about Adrian Martinez. Can I put him in that conversation for the end of the year? Yes, but for right now, like his rushing yards are amazing. But I think you you've hit on this too, and I've kind of had my come to Jesus moment. But like passing wise, his numbers are not there. He's the only Kansas State's the only team that has not had an interception. But I think right. it's more of a tentative to not make some throws. I think he is evolving. I think throughout like games. Like compared to the two lane game to now, I think he is mm. more able Much and more willing to yes. throw the ball more. And he's been like he's been good with it. But yeah, I don't think they necessarily they don't necessarily need that to win. They need that to extend drives. Like yes. they need his arm in order. Like they're gonna win running the football if they're being effective with it. They right. need his arm when it comes to extending drives on third down against good teams too like, like they're gonna need that arm when they play better teams right and then against Oklahoma I'm not saying it's a good team but like they were able I mean him converting third downs him be able to throw the ball up a downfield yeah. and look it's a half season award right in the first three games of the half season I mean we're not we're not talking about monster Adrian Martinez games in those first yeah. three right the Mizzou game the South Dakota game the uh Tulane game these aren't monster performances from him yeah um but yeah only yeah. four passing touchdowns this year like I can't like, yeah, we can't I, yeah, I still he's one of my favorite quarterbacks Watts in the league. He may be in the running for this at the end of the year, but right now you can't say it. Yeah, no, no. All right. Defensive player of the year. Now this one, this one's interesting. I think um, the guy, the guy I've been most impressed with Robbie is on a bad defense. I've loved watching Tyree Wilson because we heard oh, so yeah. much about him this year about, you know, the, the Texas tech staff thought, Hey, this is a guy as a pass rusher that could be a first round pick. We've seen some of it before, but like he's really putting it all together. And so for a guy who's the guy on a defense that isn't that good and gets that he gets that much attention, he's been spectacular. But the the favorite, Felix Anudike Uzama, uh, just delivering. I mean, he's averaging over a sack a game. He's got eight tackles for loss. He's forced two fumbles. He's had some big plays. Like it's hard to go away from King Felix on this one, isn't it? 
hundred percent. And that's who I have. That's who I had preseason as well. Mm-hmm. Winning that. I mean, right now, six and a half sacks leads the entire league tackles for loss. He has eight, which is currently fourth. Tyree Wilson is number one with that with nine. But honestly, this, the conversation I want to have with this is I think it's just a bad, not a bad defensive year, but the offense has been so good. It's hard to pick someone and be like, you know what? You've been amazing. And right. that's why I picked Felix because I think he's a part of the best defense uh, in Kansas State. You can say Iowa State, but I think when you when you when you focus on it all three levels, I think Kansas State is just excellent. And the player I think most coaches have to game plan the most for is him because he can disrupt anything for that. So that that's my player for for now. Jalen Ford of Texas has a case. He just won Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. He's currently leading the league in tackles uh, with 66. He has a sack. He had a big interception against Texas or against Iowa State. Uh, and I think he's been one of their best defensive players. But I I it's I think this is the hardest award to pick just because I don't think defenses in this in these in this league has necessarily been great. But I think that's just because offenses have just been just phenomenal. Yeah, I think that the performance that Felix and Adike Uzama has had relative to expectation allows this to be a pretty easy choice right now, right? We'll see how it goes at the end of the season, but we touted this guy as an elite pass rusher coming in, and he's averaging over a sack a game, and he's got two forced fumbles, and he's got, you know, over, you know, multiple tackles, for, you know, or over one tackle for loss in a game. Like that, that's, that is kind of what we asked for, and he's delivering on this. So that's very good. All right, uh, let's see. Coach of the year. I mean, we don't have to. This one's pretty easy, right? It, at this point in time, uh, I don't know. This honestly, one, I don't oh, know. stop! Come on. No, honestly, Kansas like... is five and two. Kansas is five and two, yeah. and their two losses are by ten on the road to Oklahoma. Who still, once again, like that's really they have not won there since nineteen ninety seven since the year I was born. And also, uh, they you know they lost a really close game in the back of quarterback against TCU's top ten team. Now, I mean. You know, with that start they had at this point in the season, you got it. You got to give it. To, I think at this point in time. And look, whoever you might want to pick, Sonny Dykes, he might be the guy at the end of the year. But the fact that we're at five wins right now, this way, this point of the season, it's got to. It's got to go to Lance Leipold. I will give. I will. I will let him win this. But to play devil's advocate, when it comes to like expectation, I don't think you and I had TCU very high. He's a first-year head coach, currently the best team in the Big 12, part of the best offense. He's beaten some good teams right now, like Oklahoma State. That win, I think, is the best win in the Big 12 this season. I think it's really hard not to have him at the end of the year if TCU is a Big 12 title team or wins the title. Like Kansas, I think their peak is six wins, six to seven wins. That, I think, is their peak. And, like, yes – expectation you came out of the cellar and you became a bowl team that's amazing but if tcu wins a big 12 title or like is in there i think it kind of has to go to sunny dykes and that's like incredible because if you can do that in first year taking over from gary patterson and i don't think we know that now that they have a lot of talent on that team but i think before the season we didn't necessarily know and he's bringing the best out of players that i don't think max duggan just like if you put him in oklahoma or if you put max duggan in baylor i don't think he succeeds the way he's currently succeeding at tcu so for me i think sonny dykes is probably going to win at the end of the year but right now at the end of the end of the year yes and that that's what gets to my biggest surprise i mean look once again like you can go at kansas being a surprise five and oh sure yes but like I had TCU way down too. So for TCU to be this good 
they're a top 10 team. I mean, like, like, like you mentioned, like Kansas five and other top 20 team. Like that's crazy. It's, it's insane. Biggest surprise though, like relative to expectation. I mean, TCU being undefeated, TCU winning the game against Oklahoma State, the rally, whatever it is, being a top 10 team, having this, having the second most explosive offense in the country with Max Duggan at the helm of it. I mean, for what it is, for what's happened, that's been my biggest surprise of the year. So I, and, and this is more of me to distribute my awards, right? Coach of the year, Leipold, surprise yeah. of the year, go to TCU for the sake of variety. Yeah. I w- I'll save my bad surprises for the disappointing because I have a two part with there, but good. 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 Good yeah. surprises. Number one is TCU. Number two is Kansas. You can put them whatever order you want, but that hasn't been amazing in the league. Honestly, I'm not shocked by this because we know how good he was supposed to be, but I'm like surprised how confident Quinn Ewers has kind of looked this season. Mm. I feel like when he's been playing, I think there is an argument. If you just threw stats out and you said, which quarterback would you want? Like I would pick Spencer Sanders, but a lot of people like, you know, I want Quinn Ewers because the things he can do with his arm, I think are better than any quarterback in this league uh, from what he can do with that. Honestly, JT Daniels is in that conversation as well. I think he can do some amazing things with his arm, but his team just kind of stinks and, whatever uh but those are some surprises as well uh but my bad surprises are basically my disappointment so uh yeah uh, i'm gonna go with the, um, so here's the thing i i didn't think Baylor would be this bad all right but i'm not gonna say it's a massive surprise they're three and three considering how much they lost and, and how much transition is happening so i'm not super i'm not like i'm not 110 awfully surprised the other people are i'm not um oklahoma is my is my most disappointing uh, just, I, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to say I've, I've been over it a million times. We can all agree. I look, I know they got the win back against Kansas, but like, you can't feel good about the defense after that. I mean, the results piling on top one after another, after another, after another. So Robbie, I'm going to go with the Oklahoma Sooners and particularly the Oklahoma Sooners defense. Yeah. I think that has been highly disappointing. Uh, but to me, the team that's been most disappointing to me, and it's I don't know if it's necessarily fair because the teams they have lost to are really good, besides one, I would say. You have BYU, who I know that not as good as what they looked early in the year, but they're a tough team. You lose against Oklahoma State, and then you lose against West Virginia, a game you're supposed to have. Baylor was the team I picked to win the Big 12. I think they have drastically underachieved the things that we thought that were going to be good about their team. The offensive and defensive lines have not shown Blake Shapin is this quarterback who is, I think has flashed in some parts In some parts, I feel like he has not looked like what a starting quarterback should look like when it comes to leadership and what he should be doing. Although they lost some top talent, I think Baylor has the talent to still be a major, like a, a top team in this league. And they have not been there. Looking at Oklahoma, I don't think they have the talent on defense to be in the conversation at all. You have Dylan Gabriel. You have Marvin Mims. I understand you have some stars there. But for me, I thought Baylor all around had some good pieces. And they just haven't been there. And maybe I should have just expected that because they were having such youth playing in major positions that I shouldn't have put them as high. But for me, like, Baylor, I thought, really had, like, and, and to me, the two most important position groups besides quarterback is offensive and defensive line. And the fact that they have just like looked as bad as they have is like, I'm like disappointed with Baylor. They should be so much better than they are now. I see. Here's the thing, Robbie, you and I, this is where we disagree. I, I don't, I don't think like now this, like this, no, but 
you know, they've got these guys who got a lot of, yes, they got some receivers, got a lot of talent, got some running backs, got a lot of talent. They have a returning offensive line. They have a quarterback that we think is pretty good. I'm going to say it again, guys. Like when you replace, I expect this to happen to Kansas State next year in some capacity. All right. When you're going to be replacing the guys they're going to have to replace who go on to the league, who go on to the next level, if, if I think most of them will go like, like we think they are, it is really difficult. Jalen Petrie and Terrell Bernard were freaking awesome. They replaced a lot of guys in secondary as well. They replaced the number one wide receiver. They replaced the number one running back. They replaced the number two running back. They replaced their special teams ace. I mean, what they were playing. And, and like, they're, they're, once again, when you go from Gary Bohannon to Blake Shapin, you, what you are saying is, all right, what we did last year worked really well, but, but number one, in general, we want our offense to have a bit more flex to it, right? We want it to have a bit more strength to it. That's a smart thing to do. It also kind of acknowledges, look, man, we can't be Iowa. We cannot be Wisconsin right now. We are not in, in and I mean them in a solid sense, not the current versions of themselves. Correct. Right. Um, where the defense is like, like, I think, I think the thing about the big 12 teams it, that we kind of see this more and more year in and year out is the coaches understand this league that you're going to have to be a bit more adaptable, right? We, I think it's, it's Mike Gundy's best quality about what happened last season. I think this season too, like they understand what they've got. They had last season. What do they do? They ran the ball a ton. They play a lot of defense that worked last year for them. Same thing happened for Baylor last year. And when they say this year, they said, well, we know we have to get better. And their offense is a bit more explosive, but that defensive line, not as good as we thought. They got pushed around last week by West Virginia in a pretty, I mean. Pretty Underrated impressive. offensive line. Yeah. I think West Virginia. Yeah, those guys like, are playing well. They're yeah, good. They're, yeah. Mike Cazaza has been on, been on the show and been on the shows that we have at Root Serious. We had him this morning. and he, He's like, those guys are, they're feeling pretty confident right now. And, and they should. They're doing a really good job. Um, they were not in the beginning of the season. That pit game was a, was a nightmare on the, on the right. line. So. I think that's the thing about this league is like those coaches adapt. And I think it was the right call. I think, I think everything Dave Aranda identified with the team, like they made the right call on everything. It's just look like some, they had some bad, bad miscues last week, but that's going to happen with new guys. That's going to happen. Like Blake Shapin's really good. I think he's going to be really good. It's just going to take a little bit longer to get there. I think, I think we all, nobody Robbie that we've talked to this year, you, me, the people we work with on any channel, any host, any guest has said to us, well, they think Blake Shapin's not going to be really good, right? Everybody kind of believes this. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how long it takes to get there. And like, it, it's going to take a little bit longer. They were, we just rely on the pre, the preseason top 10 thing was a figment. It should not have happened. It should never have happened. I would just thought like, like what besides the offensive and defensive lines tells me it's going to be a top 10 team. It just wasn't. And we all love Dave Aranda. We fell in love with Dave Aranda. That was there. Same thing happened with your Michigan State Spartans, correct? I mean, that was a team preseason. It was like, man, what's what's good about this team? Like, their Heisman candidate running back is gone. Lonely Peyton Thorne's very good. Their past defense isn't much better. Like, why are they top 15 team? And that stuff got exposed. So I'm not saying Baylor's fraudulent. I'm not saying that at all. I I agree with that. I just think it's a journey for this group. It's a journey. And guess what? We're not in October yet. Maybe they kick Kansas' ass, and and now we're going to uh, um, November. We're not in November yet. We're in October right now. Maybe we get there, Robbie, and maybe they're they're gangbusters. But it just takes a little bit longer sometimes, which is okay. It's okay. I do give them credit, too, because I think really if they wanted to just win now and focus on the future, like – 
Do I think Gary Bohannon is better than Blake Shapin? No, but I think if you have an experienced quarterback who can do some things with his feet that Blake Shapin can, you can be like, you know what? I want to win now, like this NBA model or NFL model where you have a short window window to win and you have to do it now. But I think like what I should have understand going to the season is they made a lot of moves to be future first, yes. to play a lot of young guys, to I get agree. Blake Shapin to like, they did not go in the win now mode. and. Do I like respect it? Yeah, I, I do a little bit. I think they were kind of understanding like, okay, if we want to be good now, we can focus now. But if we want to be good five years down the road, if we want to be good in the next two to three years, like especially when OU and Texas leave, we have to be starting this now and playing some more young people. And I think like I should have just seen that. I'm just disappointed that they aren't playing as if I thought they would. Like when you put Blake right. Shapin over it, over Gary Bohan, an experienced quarterback who like, it's not doing great as at his new spot, but that's a signal of like, okay, he's clearly better. But I think that was a signal of, okay, we want our team to look like this in the future. We want to be passing the ball like this in the future. We want to be doing this with our offense with Jeff Grimes. So I think this is just a, I think it's a foundation year for them. They had success. Yeah. Now they have to build more foundation up so you can have continued success down the road. You and, talked me into it. And, and look, here's the thing. Like I'm going to, I'm just to the depth chart right now. Like for them at wide receiver, Hal Presley, sophomore, Seth Jones, sophomore, Monterey Baldwin, sophomore, Armani Winfield, who they like a lot, sophomore. I mean, the, all of these guys are pretty young. Blake Shape and Redshirt, sophomore, right? Um, and then, you know, the running back, Richard Reese, freshman, uh, Quaylen Jones, Tay McWilliams, Squirrel Williams are all guys who can come back again for them. I mean, like, and then the back end for their defense, Robbie, Redshirt, freshman, senior, Redshirt, sophomore. Uh, senior, I think one of those guys like more years eligibility left. So like, there's going to be some shifting around yeah. on this team for sure. But the offense next year should be, I think, this team's strength. I I, I believe that. I think that's yeah. what we're going to see next year. Is the offense will be the strength of this team. We'll see what happens with the line stuff. But like, the good thing is they're going to have skill players that can get it out too fast that can kind of make up for the offensive line. So Baylor, I, I I'm sorry. I know you're a Baylor guy. You were you nailed it last year. And look, you want to keep the momentum going, right? Yeah. You, you really do with some of that stuff. Like, I just saw with their coaching staff that it would be as good, especially with the amount of change in the league. Like Brent Venable's right. coming in, new system. Okay, you have TCU, new system. Okay, you have a lot of teams that I didn't think they were quite yet, there yet, and I thought Oklahoma State lost a lot. But I should have just been mm -hmm. like, you know what? Just because you have an amazing coaching staff doesn't necessarily make your players that much better to compete for that. Like I think Kansas is the best coach team in the league this year but they don't have the talent to compete to, to win a, a conference title right now. Right. And it turns out, you know, and it, it works the other way too. Like it turns out TCU had all that and yeah. it turns out TCU had all of it. And just, they just didn't have the right coaching staff. Right. And it's like, yeah. which was, which was, we're all, you know, and look, I respect a lot of the people we work with. I, I think a lot of them were like, you can't, you can't run Gary Patterson out of town. Yeah, you can. It worked. Right. Like, I mean, they you know, made hundred percent the correct move. <laughs> like, and, and you can, and, and this is the thing is, and once again, people, every single person talks about Matt Wells, loves Matt Wells. I have never met him in person, but every time we had him on the show, he was wonderful and spectacular. Like that was the right move. That was, that was a hundred percent the right move. The, the, the momentum that Texas tech has right now, uh, they did Especially the right recruiting too. Yeah, two recruiting to three years wise, down the road. They're going to be sweet. Yeah. It's like it, this sometimes right moves have to be made. And so, and, you know, so it works the other way for TC. Like, I mean, we were blindsided by that. We're like, this roster can't be that good. No, it turns out it's awesome. It just takes the right coaching staff to get them, uh, you know, to get them going. So there's that there. All right. One more word from our sponsors and we'll get out of here. 
Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, every potential hire, if you're like a high stakes wager for your small business, you want to be sure that you are getting the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Right now, you guys can post your job at LinkedIn Jobs. Use the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Robbie, where can the folks find you? Find me, Big 12 Radio. Josh and I do a great job over there. Great job. Uh, SiriusXM Big 12 Radio. We are Big 12 today from 2 to 5 Central. It's a great show. We have a lot of the guests from the league come on. So if you're not listening to this, come on over or follow me on Twitter for at the Triano Kid. I just tweet things. So there we he go. He does. They're very good. They're and don't spam my uh, mentions, okay? At you Oklahoma can, fans. But, at yeah. Oklahoma fans. No, or, or some other Kansas State Our fans over there. You know fans. who I'm. Kansas State fans. Uh, all right, Robbie, you appreciate all. you appreciate your time. You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show at LO Big 12. Make sure you guys subscribe, leave your comments as well. Uh, all right, Robbie, we'll talk to you next week. See you then.